dude, here's what I'm not going to do today. Interrupt you and then tell me to tell you to say something. I'm just going to let the winds of your words flow through the tunnel of my ear holes. God damn it. Really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm okay. You're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Well, we've started virtual school, and the thought of some of these kids having to log on and do everything you have to do through virtual school by themselves is insane, because I have to sit there and do it all with my kid, which is really scary and frustrating, because I don't know how I'm going to do that the whole year, and I worry about the kids that don't have any parents that can help them do that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. After you do it for two days, you'll it'll be like everything else in your life that you know how to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's only tough the first couple times. Well, it doesn't seem like something that for her age, when she turns six tomorrow, that she can do by herself. I think a fourth grader could. Right. But I assume that the teachers and people that are teaching at the school assume that she's not on her own. Like, she, I, I think they assume that she has parents. I don't think that they assume that these six-year-olds and five-year-olds are living on their own and they have access to a computer and they're just like, well, I'll figure it out. Well, no, they are assuming, they're not assuming the kids live alone, but they are assuming that a lot of these kids' parents have to go to work. A lot of single moms, a lot of poor moms who can't not go to work at Wendy's, they gave a lot of these kids laptops and they had to give a lot of these kids Wi-Fi. So in the morning meetings, which are, are really a lot about fear and stress management, they make a lot of caveats and say, hey, if you're at home alone and you're sitting at a table alone, just know you're not alone. There are hundreds of kids here with you. I think they are expecting that a lot of kids are on their own for this because their parents either are pieces of shit or are good parents, but they're not there, bro. They're working. Well, I do know that when my son goes back to high school, he's going to be sitting in a room with other kids And they're just going to be on their laptops. No teachers are going to be in the room. They're going to be looking at laptops in the school. Wow, no teacher. Yeah, but just for that reason, for people that need daycare, basically. So my son, if that's the case, he's not going to school. He'll just do that at home. But obviously, if you're like five or six or seven or eight, you know, and you can't leave those kids at home alone. So you got to kind of put them in school, even if it's virtual in school learning. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully this is a temporary situation, dude. I think six months from now, everything is going to be back to normal or whatever the new normal is. That's only if there's a vaccine. They'll have a vaccine uh, in 2021. I, so. I like all the realities, but my favorite reality, be Schnizzy's reality. What's that reality like? Uh, it's pretty good for the most part, except I got a bad brain that fucks me up. <laughs> I think you got a good brain, dude. I think you're too hard on your brain. I got a pretty good brain, but then every once in a while I'm like, uh, I can't, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. Actually. Here's what I know. Everything's pretty good. I always think of Bill Hicks talking about the news where he's like, man, CNN, they got to fill like 24 hours of news. And so they're just talk all day, all day long. They're just talking about all this horrible shit that's going on. Then he looks outside and he goes, that's not too bad. And that's kind of the way I think of life. Life is mostly, mostly great. Like right now, even during this pandemic, even during these hard times, life is good. Now, is it tougher for some people? Absolutely. I don't know what to say. You know, I don't know what to do. I can't do anything. Here's what I, here's what I do. I'm an adult 
and I let other adults be adults and everybody gets a choice that they get to make with their lives every day. And I support everybody's choice as to how they've gotten to where they've gotten. Now, do we live in a place where the deck is stacked against some folks? Yes. The deck is definitely stacked. Is it stacked against people who aren't that bright? Yes. It's stacked against those people. Can I do anything about it? Not really. All I can do is vote and uh, be nice and take care of my shit. Take care of my family. Take care of me. And then let adults be adults. That's all I can do. Well, that's good. That's that's really not how I navigate through at all. But I how like do you it. navigate through? I feel like I see and know too much. And that creates a lot of bleak unhappiness in my waking life. And... I feel pressed against the wall of existential meaninglessness. And dude, that sounds rough. Well, and I'm not even trying to be some like goth high school poet kid. I'm a 36 year old dad bod dad trying to get my kid through first grade and trying to make my life work. So there's no, uh, there's no cool points. I'm trying to win with that shit. I'm not reading Nietzsche. I'm not writing a paper on fucking Kierkegaard. That's just really how I see it. And then occasionally a movie or a, a record will make me feel a little bit better. My friendships make me feel better. My kid makes me feel better. But then at the same time, the double-edged sword is my kid reminds me that the world that I am giving to her is mostly painful. So, who? Anyway, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. <laughs> that doesn't, none of that sounds good. No. I mean, well, it's not good. I don't know. I guess because I, have been soaking in the tub of 12-step recovery for 25 years. Mm. I've just been taught to live each day as one day. It'd be easy for me to look into the future and make guesses on what's going to happen, but none of that's good because guess what's in the distance for, for old B. Schnitz? Guess what's mm. in the... Cryogenic. Not too far Cryogenic distance. freezing. Well, first of all, no fried chicken, fried chicken is definitely (laughs) in the, in the future. The other thing that's in the future for me, P Terry's hamburgers and Mm. shakes, uh, plenty, but guess what? Don't get the mounds. I had a mounds shake. Horrible. Mm. I love mounds. I never got into mounds. Is that a one with coconut in it? That's the coconut. Some, some have the nuts. Some don't. Some some mounds got nuts, some don't. Anyways, I like the ones with the nuts. Give me the nuts, bitch. I want the nuts. Where do you get a mound shake from? Who's making that? He was P. making Terry's. that piece of shit. Okay, P. Terry's. <laughs> P. Terry's. Normally, I get the caramel shake. It's wonderful. Oh, man. I got the mound shake. Anyways, so that's in the future. But the other thing that's in the future, besides delicious food. Yeah, what's a little bit beyond the fried chicken? Just a little bit. Death. Death, yeah. <laughs> like fucking straight up death. No answers, just questions and a big exclamation mark. Death. So here's what I don't like to think about that. Now here's the alternative. It's either death or decay and senility and old age and weakness. Sure. Well, that's, that's, that's all that's happen. in that. That's so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to plant my feet firmly in today and go, what do I have to look forward to today? Oh, I have a beautiful wife. I have a beautiful daughter. I have a wonderful son. I have a great relationship with my ex-wife and her husband. Um, I have a wonderful 
way of living my life, which I am so grateful for. And I live in this wonderful country where we can do podcasts with my good friend, Clint, who has a wonderful family as well. Like if I just look at today, man, it's all gravy. It's all gravy today. What do you got going? You're going to do this podcast. Then you're going to write some silly song with some other creative person. You're going to get through this whole day. You might watch some Netflix. You're going to eat some delicious food. You're going to hang out with a family who loves you. A daughter who thinks you're the greatest person in the world. And this beautiful woman who respects you and calls you on your shit, who you live with, called your wife. And you're going to go to sleep and you're going to wake up and you're going to have another day just like it tomorrow. Now, you can fucking sink your head into the fucking goddamn grime and cesspool of all the things you can't help change or do anything about and whinge and whine your way through the day. Or you can appreciate all the wonderful things that you have today that are right here for you right now today. I know that none of that helps, dude. You're just like going, fuck you, man. Fuck you. No, I don't think fuck you. I, I actually, I'm trying to trying to receive what you're saying. And I think I think you're right. I think that it's just more complicated. I think you can have all of those feelings at the same time. Dude, it's not, you know? it's not more complicated. You're just saying, look, man, I can't shield my eyes from all this stuff. Look, I can't either, but I'm not going to dwell on them because I can't do anything about it. There's somebody right now getting raped or murdered or dying of hunger or starvation or diphtheria or COVID or any, like all these things, all this pain and misery is going on. I can't do anything about it. I can't do anything about the future. I can't do anything about anything. All I can do is just get up and get through the day. That's all I can do. I can't do anything about all this other stuff. If I want to make some change, sure, I can, you know, here's what I'm not going to do. Spend a lot of time trying to make change because I like what I do. I mean, I'll vote. I'll vote if I wanted some change. And here's the other thing, dude. If I, <laughs> if, if our president decides in, in four years that he doesn't want to be, that he's not, that he's not going to not be president and he's not voted in, or if it happens this year, guess what? I live in Texas. Guess what we got a lot of here? Limestone. Gun. Guns. We got guns, sons. We got guns. So, you know, I don't know, man. I Look. I don't know if I know what you're talking about. I wonder if we can get get some theme music of Bobby (laughs) digging the hole. We need theme music for that. Anyway, I don't know. Hey, look. I'll I'll take I'll take everything. I'm as just it being comes. honest. I'm just being honest with you, man. I'm just telling you the truth. It's not a switch you flip on and off. Right. I think you're worrying about things you can't do anything about. I don't know why you would want to do that. I don't want to, but I can't help it. You can though. You can think about all the things that you're grateful for and voice those and remind yourself why it is that you're in such a lucky person today. Or, or you can, or you can concentrate on the things that are horrible that aren't in that room that you're in right now. I mean, whatever. We can change the subject. This is a bummer, and I, there's no light at the end of the tunnel for me. I'm not going to have some epiphany in this 30 minutes. So, 
Well, I but think I, a, I like what but, you're saying. But. Well, I, I, you know, I feel the way you feel sometimes. And other people feel the way you feel sometimes. And I don't always feel the way I'm feeling right now. Yeah. I, I just do things. I, I got up this morning, I prayed. And when I pray, I just thank God for this day. And I thank God for my family and all the things that I'm happy about. And I pray that Donald Trump will, ha- will find some joy in, in today. Oh and my God. Any, anybody else that I just don't, that I have a hard time with, I pray for them. I don't like wish them ill will. I wish, I wish they, and what it does is it light, it lightens my heart, dude. It makes me feel better. Can I say something not about Trump, but it might be slightly offensive. It might be slightly offensive. It's not about Donald Trump at all. Um, God can go fuck himself. <laughs> Now, hopefully that won't be too incendiary for some of our listeners, but I just wanted to put that out there. Well, you do know, you do know that people's relationship with God is directly in relation to their relationship they have with their father. We've talked about this on this podcast. I'm not sure that's the case. It absolutely is, dude. Whatever your relationship with is your with your dad is, it it totally corresponds to your relationship with God. And you have I a disagree. horrible you have a horrible relationship with your dad. I was religious for 10 years and has had the same horrible relationship with my dad and loved nothing more than God. There was nothing on the planet I loved more than God. Pe- what people do is they replace they replace a need for a father figure with God. That's different than your whatever your relationship with your like your relationship with your parents like is that relationship with God. People use God as a father. Well, I'm not saying that it has to be identical. I mean the relationship I have with God today doesn't necessarily mirror the relationship I have with my dad today, but there is some, there's definitely some stuff like if you don't separate God from your, I don't know. There's, there's, there's some validity to what I said for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sticking by what I said. I think what you're trying to say, I think what you're trying to say is, you know, the, even it's built into the language, the philosophy of God, that he is a heavenly father. Sure. So what happens is if you like your dad, all the nice things about your dad, you project onto God. He took care of you. He loves you. He's going to protect you. If your dad sucked, everything that's shitty about your dad, you look to in God to replace. Sure. My dad didn't take care of me. My dad abused me. My dad wasn't there for me. God will. God's a shepherd. Uh, you know, God is a protector. God gives me boundaries. He gives me the Ten Commandments and rules. Little children love boundaries. They love rules. Yeah, and but they the, love but, knowing. but God, but God doesn't do any of those. All those things that you just said, God doesn't do any of those. Only, the only people that do those things are men. Okay. Well, I'm talking about colloquially. People what, do those things. Guess what God does? God doesn't do a fucking thing. God doesn't do a well, goddamn I don't believe, thing. I don't believe in God. I'm talking about people's colloquial I know, version but, of but, God, but, the Judeo-Christian. Right. Now you're having but, a theology but debate, but I, I don't I'm not having a it. theology update. You're just saying, these are the things that God does. I'm like, no, God doesn't do fuck. God created the universe, period. According to the holy books. What? Are we going to quote John Grisham's book next? Are we going to quote uh, Peanuts by Charles Schultz? What else are we going to quote besides the Bible that's not relevant to what God is? The holy texts are generally relevant to an idea Ooh, of God. Ooh, the holy text. Hello? Stop. Hold on. Hold on. We're talking about the motherfucking holy texts. Hold on. 
The holy texts. Okay, there. I had to pay, play the music set to make sure that we had we treated them with the dignity that they deserve. Hold on. There we go. You forced me to draw the distinction between that and John Grisham. I I had to clarify that I didn't mean any book. I would say John Grisham's books and the Peanuts books are both holy texts. I don't know if you've read either, but they're fantastic. I don't think God does anything. You have a version of God that's just really only applies to you. I just said God doesn't do anything. God doesn't do a goddamn thing. God created the universe, period, for us to enjoy. And then we go back right, to but God. But people's general idea of God as a dad is a God who punishes, who forgives, who gives yeah. you rules to live by. Again, I don't see God doing any of those things. Right. You don't, but most people do. Well, I don't know about most people. I just know about me. Well, you were saying that most people's relationship with God is correlated with how they feel about their dad. And I'm just parsing that out. You brought it up. When I had this Christian belief in God, it definitely resembled the relationship I had with my dad. And or the reason that I they quit the Christian belief was like I couldn't reason with my dad. There was no reasoning with my dad. And then like the Christian God, I was like, oh, there's no reasoning with this Christian God. But then I realized, oh, I'm just thinking of my real dad. I'm not thinking about this God. But there's no real reasoning with the Christian God. I mean, if you believe everything that's in the Bible, there's some stuff in the Bible where you're like, what? But then people people who are like real religious, I love people that are real religious. And then they're like, yeah, I pick and choose. I'm like, no, you can't pick and choose. I met this guy who's a Hare Krishna, but he also smokes dope. <laughs> he does all this stuff. He's like, <laughs> right. well, I'm a vegetarian, but I also smoke dope and I like to have sex. I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to do any of those <laughs> things. He's like, I like to pick and choose. I like the people I hang out with. And he has like half a Hare Krishna haircut. I'm like, isn't your hair a little long? He's got the, like the long ponytail, but then he's let it grow out a little bit. I'm like, no, dude, you're supposed to keep that shit short. Here's what he likes. He likes telling people that he's spiritual without having to do any of the work. Well, I'm kind of like all or nothing, man. Like either believe it or don't believe it. But, you know, don't like half ass it. It's hard to respect somebody that, yeah, that's a hypocrite about it. It's hard to respect where they're coming from. I mean, ultimately, I don't really care that much. Like, I like the guy. He, he was nice to talk to. And I learned a lot about Hare Krishna, which I didn't know. I found, I used to think that the hair is what... God would pull you up to heaven, and it turns out it's an antenna, supposedly. Oh, really? You get, get the God broadcast, the Godcast? <laughs> you get a much better connection with that hair antenna. I didn't right. know that. That was interesting. Maybe I'm working on my connection because I haven't had a haircut in a long time. I'm trying to think if there's any any religious people that we haven't offended yet already in this podcast. I doubt it. Uh, I'm not very concerned about that. You know, I, the older I get and the more I do this, the more I am concerned because p- people's beliefs are really important. And if somebody has strong religious beliefs, I totally respect that. And I totally think it's important for people to have those. So just because I have a certain belief or whatever doesn't make their beliefs wrong for them. Same with political beliefs. I, you know, 
I, I, I feel the same way about all of it. I, I just, I feel strongly about what I believe, but what other people believe, that's their business. Again, it's adults. I'm an adult. You be an adult. We'll be, in, we'll be adults and we'll, we'll make up our own minds. The line for that ends when your beliefs or political views are hurting people. That's when it's unacceptable to me in a society. But of course, anyone can believe whatever they want. When I said God can go fuck himself, that was clear to me that I was joking. Now, when I talk about simply being an atheist, I think it's pretty clear also to listeners that I don't mean anything malicious by it. I'm just sharing my beliefs. It's my podcast. We, I think we have interesting conversations about religion. And I, I don't believe in religion. But it, unless if someone's out there all butthurt right now, let me just assure you, I don't care what you believe. I believe in your freedom to express your faith and have faith and go to church and pray. And there's no ill will from me about your beliefs. Beliefs are important. Sure. No problemo. Okay. Just in case people were worried about that. It sounds like you were maybe a little concerned that we've offended people about their beliefs, but I don't think that's the case. Uh, I just, it doesn't make sense that I can't talk about what I believe without having to worry about offending them. They certainly don't give a fuck about offending me. I don't know. I'll listen to anybody, what anybody has to say. And, uh, I'm pretty good about just listening and, and, uh, getting some information more the older i get the more i realize a i'm not going to change anybody's mind b i'm open i'm listening but my mind's pretty set too i mean there's not much there's not much that's going to be said that's going to change my mind either so i do i mean i do every once in a while somebody will say something that makes sense and i incorporate it in my belief system but you know it's it's rarer and rarer the older i get yeah, me too. I I think that's normal for everybody. Right. You're you're less spongy than you are in your 20s or in your teens. And that's probably, there's probably an evolutionary explanation for that as well. Well, there's a weird thing. When I was 18 to 25, I knew everything. So anything that anybody told me during that time, I was like, uh-uh, I know it all, motherfucker. And then at a certain point, I'm like, oh shit, I don't know anything at all and now i'm like well yeah i don't know anything definitely except i pretty much know more than everybody else <laughs> so it's so weird i don't know any i don't know anything but i know more than you there is that gonna weird find thing. the sound the, the sound of the shovel it's gonna be pretty funny the of me digging a hole yeah i don't know anything i know everything <laughs> it's gonna be just like the clump and clop of dirt hitting the ground. Well, but the, that's the thing. I mean, the, both those things are true. I don't know everything, but I feel like I do know everything. So that's, they're both true. The things that you know, I think, and you can, you know, I don't want to tell you what you're saying, so you can stop me if I'm wrong, but this is how I feel and how I'm interpreting it. What really, what you do know is that you don't know much and that you know like this big truth now that that many things are unknowable and that you don't know everything but that's what you know you just know these bigger truths later when you're young you think you know everything about politics and fucking religion and how and how the world should work and sociology and and sports or whatever the fuck you're into and then the more life gets under your belt the more you you brush up against contradiction and mystery and magic in your life and then you're like I don't fucking know anything but that itself is a massive truth well yeah like we have this idea of what we think life is. I think everything I see is real. I think all this stuff is real. I believe, you know, what scientists tell me or what somebody who's making this lunch meat, they say, hey, this is what's in this lunch meat. I'm like, okay, I believe that. 
And then, uh, right. And then, or somebody tells me, Hey, you know, you need this much protein. You, you know, I'm a dietitian. I did some research. You need this much protein. You need this much carb and you need this, this much fat every day. So then I'm like, okay, that's what you need. But do I know that to be true? No, it's just some information that somebody said. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And they sound like they know what they're talking about. That's all information is that all of it. You don't think that there's a way that you could know you could dig deeper and talk to a health expert or to a biologist or to to someone where you could get down to that question. Like you're trusting that the 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 ingredients on the cereal box is correct. And you're saying all we really all information is sort of like that. We just sort of take it on faith. But even for that question, you could get down to the root of like how much protein you need. We just don't do it. Well, that's the thing. I mean, there 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 might be a definitive answer as to how much protein we need. But mm-hmm. what that is, I don't know for sure. And I don't think anybody does. But people say, no, this is the optimum amount. This is the ideal amount. And I'm like, okay, sure. Because I'm not going to research it. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to take out my fucking Applegate organic, you know, farm raised fucking chicken breast and fucking analyze <laughs> it at the fucking lab and become a goddamn chemist to try to figure out what's in my fucking chicken. Right. I'm going to fucking write a song and I'm going to eat some chicken and then I'm going to have some popcorn. Then I'm going to have some ice cream. Then I'm going to have some gummy bears and then I'm going to wake up and I'm going to hate myself because I'm fat (laughs) and I hate myself. So that's what I'm going to do. It's culturally now extremely fashionable to be health conscious, right? So all these restaurants now, even the even the bullshit restaurants like McDonald's, they have to inc- they have to have salad and they have to have low carb options. They have to put all the cal- caloric information. So now everything is just g- geared towards that, right? Gluten free, all this, and um, the people will put shit on these boxes that are like thirty percent less fat. It's like they could totally just be putting that on the fucking box, like. Who is vetting, who is, who is, you know, making sure that they're really doing that? Nobody. Maybe the FDA, maybe? Well, that's the thing. Uh, And and again, I'm not saying nothing can be, I'm just saying all information is just somebody saying something or somebody writing it in a book and then you reading the book and you're going, well, it wasn't a book. I saw that on TV. This guy's a scientist. This guy's a doctor. This guy, you know, and it just, and then you it's just all agreed upon stuff and we're using language, which is just sounds just strange sounds that we've put together that imply a certain kind of meaning. And so when somebody says the sun's hot, like, what does that mean? I just want to be careful because we actually do have a leader in this country somewhere. I don't know his name or anything who has basically created a new world where there's no truth anymore or facts. And I completely reject that. And I think right. we're talking about this differently. We're, we're talking about arbitrary language and semantics and what we trust in culture. I don't want to present the idea out into the world that nothing can be known, that there are no truths about health or medicine. These things all change and evolve, and there are people who are full of shit, and there are people... You know, even the, the even the most, you know, the best intentioned science changes because new information comes in. When I was growing up, Pluto was a goddamn planet. Now Pluto's not a planet. Right. And people will point that CC. How can you trust science when Pluto's no longer a planet? It's like, well, if you can't trust science, what the fuck are you doing? Everyone looks at the goddamn weather channel before they plan a vacation. Everyone consult science when they need to take medication to save their children. That's how we move through the world. Yeah, we all agree on stuff. 
And that's the thing. There's, but that's not what makes it true though. There are things that are true, whether or not we all agree, there's consensus, right? Well, that's like saying that the the truth is there's definitely a God because there's a universe. There's, there's the world and, and everything in it. So obviously there's God because now what God is unknown. Is it a company? Is it a, is it an organization? Is it a, is it one guy? Is it a chick? Is it a fucking octopus? What God is unknown. Is there a God? Has to be because there's a universe. So again, no way you're saying what we're saying the same thing, which is like, yes, there are some ultimate truths. We just don't know what the ultimate truths are now saying that everything's a matter of perspective is kind of true. See, I don't, I don't know. I don't say ultimate truth. I would say provisional truth. Well, I don't even know what the word provisional means. It means that subject to change if different information comes to light. So if our criteria for a planet is, are these 10 things? and Pluto meets those 10 things, then it's a planet. If our criteria for planets, because we're learning more about the universe, becomes 15 things, and you have to have 14 of the 15 things, and Pluto no longer has that, Pluto is now whatever they're calling it, some fucking debris that happens to be caught in the sun's orbit. It's no longer a planet. That's a provisional truth. It doesn't mean it wasn't true or knowable or concrete or worthy of ascending to. It just means with new information, it moved, it changed. Ultimate truth would be like, there is a God. Maybe math is ulti- like two plus two is four, right? Is two plus two ever not four? Maybe. Dude, I don't know. No, there's like, there's definitely instances where there's two plus two and it's not four. I don't know what they are because I'm not a math guy. I think it happens on this podcast. Dude, a lot. you ask anybody, <laughs> definitely nobody that's listening to this. There's not a single person that's listening to this podcast that doesn't think two plus two is four. But there are people that are so smart. And they understand right. math to a degree that we can't even comprehend. And they're like, yeah, of course, two plus two, isn't it? Because there's not, there's no two. Two is just a concept that we made up. We made up this concept of two to, you know, to get through life, just like we've made up everything to get through life. We made up the idea of an afterlife because death is so scary. We're like, well, what happens after you die? I don't know. I don't know. Cry, cry, cry. Hey, I got it afterlife okay the crying stopped all right fuck it let's say afterlife so everybody will stop fucking crying okay are we good oh everybody's not crying now great afterlife that's a thing everything's made up but remember we were saying a few episodes ago where we're like we were talking about sapiens and how all this arbitrary stuff right Right. is like ultimately arbitrary but how it's useful in a society yeah so we agree on it to because to move through society together in peace that's sure. different than what some people are saying. No facts exist. Reality doesn't exist. They're using that maliciously to try to control and manipulate. That's the difference, right? There are some people who want there to be no facts or truth so they can get away with evil. I agree. It's it's all context. Absolutely. Like if he, like when my kid, if my kid says the word shit or fuck, um, and they're using it because they hit their finger or something. I'm like, great. Right. No problem. But if you say, hey, you're a fuck or you're a piece of shit, that's not great. That's we got not a problem. Cool. Right. Yeah. It's how you use the information. It's how you use it, truth. Intention. It's how you use, yeah, ideas. Like my bringing all this stuff up is not to try to manipulate anybody or get a result. It's to try to understand the world better so that I can live in it more serenely and peacefully. So that's why I'm discussing this stuff. I think that's well said. I agree. Can I ask you a question before we split? Yeah. How does it feel to have solved all these problems today with me on this podcast? Pretty good? I feel pretty good, but I I was was feeling pretty good at the beginning (laughs) of the podcast. I really was. 
I feel much better. It took it only took 40 minutes of arguing about God for me to feel better. Now I feel better. I'm glad you feel better. I, I want you to feel better. I feel better when I hang out and talk to you because you're my friend and it's a weird time in the world and I don't get to see my friends as much. Yeah. Well, we're social animals, man. And you are much more social animal than I am. I have no problems hiding away. I mean, I'm, it makes me sad and, 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 and not feel good. But I can do it. I've done it my whole life. But you thrive in social environments because you're a special person. You bring joy to people by being around them and talking to them in a way that I've never been able to do. And so part of your computer brain knows you're not doing that. So you're not really maybe fulfilling the full potential of who you are as a human. And you know that. So I, I can see how you would be. I appreciate that. You would Guess be, who uh, I'm not bringing all that joy to stuck in the house? I'm a wife. Well, believe, believe me, dude, you're not alone. Trust me when I say this, 100% of the people that were listening to this have the same problem. 100%. Trust yeah. Nobody's going, oh yeah, the person that I live with can't wait to hear what fucking comes out of my they mouth lo- next. They can't wait to hear about the dream I had last night, bro, or my new poem. Oh my God, dude. All right, let's kick it to the Secret Weekly. Thank you for going on this existential journey with us. And uh, we love you out there. You can always write in bobandclint at gmail.com. You can leave a positive review. Tell us what you think about all this crap and we'll read it on the show and we'll have many more conversations about all this (laughs) insane stuff. And uh, we're going to kick it now to the Secret Weekly. Thank you for listening. Peace. Peace. (laughs) 